Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we take a random prompt from the internet and make a movie. Uh, I am joined by three very talented industry professionals here. Our writer, Kara, who is the historical music consultant on Knight's Tale. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the Cars 2 wheel shader. And our producer, Jacob Golliver, who is the massage therapist on Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to touch everybody's back. Right. Yeah. Especially with one take, you know, you had to move quick. Right. All right, so um, your random prompt is, the theme of this story is parody relationship. The main characters, ambitious cleric, and patronizing secret agent. Uh, The major event of the story, natural disaster. All right, you have three minutes. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing more of a noir-type film with this. You know, you have your patronizing secret agent who actually works in the same store as the ambitious clerk. Uh, it, it's, it's unfortunately a very strained relationship uh, between the two, considering that, well, one's ambitious and the other one is patronizing. I, I see the clerk as, you know, a hardworking young 18-year-old working in a small-town hardware store in the middle of, uh, you know, Poughkeepsie. Uh, with this ambitious clerk who is unfortunately very annoying, basically OCD, which is grating on the nerves of our patronizing secret agent who is stationed there to find uh, out any potential upcoming communist plots to overthrow Illinois. Uh, so just, just biding his time, biding his time until one day he gets the final assignment to get him out of that cow town. Now, unfortunately, he was being told to reshelve all the hammers and nails uh, alphabetically and according to size. So he did miss out on the communique telling him about how there was going to be a giant balloon dropping, dropping about, oh, 5,000 pounds of salt into the Lake Superior by Chicago. Unfortunately, because he did miss that, that unfortunately got too close. So by the time he actually figured it out, he had to hightail it to Chicago to intercept the balloon. But the only way he could get there is by taking the clerk's motorbike. So he sold the clerk's motorbike. Not having it, the clerk had to tag along as well because he refused to give him the keys unless he uh, got to tag along. So the secret agent and the clerk uh, and the motorbike heading towards Chicago to try to stave off the salinization of Lake Superior. All right. Uh, Do you have a title? Uh, We do. Saltwater World. All right, so Kyle, you have uh, been given the script uh, to Saltwater World. Uh, what are you going to do with this? All right, so I'm pretty sure Poughkeepsie, was that? Yep. pretty sure you just made that up. I don't think that's a real town. 
Uh, so, uh, but uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna set it instead. We know that the town, all those John Hughes films, they took place in Illinois. We'll film in the town that it takes place place in. So we'll do that. Yeah, I like the idea of the the, the agent working undercover at the hardware store. Little little like mom pa hardware store that the clerk actually works at and likes. Uh, we don't have names for him yet, so I'll come up with names. We're gonna have the uh, the ambitious clerk uh, played by uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Cause he's kind of like yeah, little little spastic and weird, but he he can definitely play the hardworking guy and everything. But he's kind of a wet blanket, whatever type. And then and then we're gonna have the secret agent played by Vin Diesel, and he's just be very you know tough. He he's he's patronizing. Is like you know he's constantly looking at the hammers he's putting away and imagining crushing Jesse Eisenberg's skull with them. But he's undercover and. His license to kill doesn't extend to convenient or hardware store clerks. They, they kind of make a, a friendship, you know, the, the Jesse Eisenberg character who we'll call Ron, Ronnie. He goes by Ronnie. And then Vin Diesel's undercover name is just going to be like Jeff Brown. It's going to be like obviously thing, but then he's going to be like Agent 11732. And then he's like, I've never gotten a name. Secret agent life is all I know. You know, that's kind of like once they have the, the interaction. And uh, I also like, I think, I think Skippy, whatever that town was, it's obviously fake. But I'm pretty sure Lake Superior doesn't border Illinois. I think that's Lake Michigan. But as long as it's a lake, who really cares? I mean, honestly, Americans don't know anything about geography. Anyway, we're going to have this great ad- adventure of them on a, like a two-person Vespa. Those are a thing, right? We'll make one. If not, we'll have the props department make a two-person Vespa. And uh, Finn Diesel and Jesse Eisenberg have to share this two-person Vespa all the way to Chicago to try and stop the salt balloon. We'll make it a Zeppelin, though, because Zeppelins are cool. And uh, we need to have a bad guy actually piloting the Zeppelin. And uh, we're going to have that Zeppelin piloted by someone like really intimidating and evil. Um, we're going to have Paul Giamatti play the bad guy. And he's just going to be like this anarchist who just hates fish for some reason. We'll say maybe his last girlfriend broke up when was a pescatarian. So he's going to get revenge by killing all the fish in Lake Michigan. All uh, right. And, and the final conflict will have Paul Giamatti fighting Jesse Eisenberg and Vin Diesel on top of the Zeppelin over Lake Michigan. Okay, all right. Final scene. So, Jacob, so you kind of gotten memos about what's going on in this production. Uh, so where do you stand on this? I'm conflicted. On one hand, uh, I like it. On the other hand, this does nothing for me. So we need to make this movie some money, and there's going to be some big changes to do that. Uh, I like that you're throwing in Zeppelin at the end. got to add some action. If one of the characters is a secret agent, there has to be action in it. It will not fly if one of the characters is a secret agent, and they just kind of mope around and chit-chat with Jesse Eisenberg. Well, they're actually going to mope that around. I get it. I do, and uh, very close to firing you, so hang on. <laughs> uh, Kyle, you lose three movie machine points. Okay. So, got some great ways to monetize this. Got some great ways to bring it back to where we need to be. Uh, Vin Diesel's great. He is pretty expensive, though, and he's usually committed to projects two or three years in advance. However, there's one dude who who's pretty similar in terms of performance style and turns out like 18 movies a year. And that man is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We're going to get him. So, no more Vin. We got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's, okay, this movie needs some booty. So I'm going to get Jessica Albas. She's looking for some more work. 
She hasn't done anything She's in a while. She's still alive? She is still alive. Holy crap. So we're putting in Jessica Alba's. And then they're going to have, like, flirt with each other. They're going to be in the, the hardware store and make, like, you know, hammer and nail puns and, like, you know, just terrible... Whatever. People eat it up because it's, like... Double on Goofy, goofy but, crappy romance. Okay. Yeah. So people will eat it up. It'll be great. And there'll be a woman in it. So, of course, women will see it. That's how things work. So we'll, we're going to go on that moped ride. Paul Giamatti is going to send some, like, bad guys to, like, go after him. So we can have, like, a moped shootout. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll see if I can't get a, a little bit more money. Maybe we can turn it into, like, a motorcycle shootout. But right now it's still a moped shootout because I'm still not entirely sold. So um, I definitely want to do that. Big thing that we need we need to do overall uh, is get get some trailer stuff. It's just some stuff that's going to look really, really good in the trailers. Zeppelin is great. Inside of a hardware store is not as great. Moped Chase is getting there. I need some more stuff that we can really put in those trailers to sell the movie. It'd really be good to, to get something that we can use to sell the movie overseas as well. I don't care if it's European, Asian market, whatever. Just give me something that I can sell to, to make this movie bring in some dollars uh, when we get it out to distribution for, for the international market. And that's really what I've, I've got at the moment. All right, uh, budget? Um, give you guys, mm, say, 80 million bucks right now. Big budget comedy. All right. Well, excellent. So um, production is sort of underway. Kara, would you like to make some changes to the script? Uh, I would. I would. Um, you know, harking back to earlier, it, technically in this film, Lake Superior does abut Chicago, has again part of Wayne Johnson's, uh, i.e. Jeff Brown, i.e. agent, uh, it's a bunch of numbers. Bunch of numbers. Fibonacci sequence. Oh, Agent Fibonacci. There we go. I love it. Agent I love Fibonacci. It. Yeah. Uh, Sounds smart. The, the reason he was he was stuck in Poughkeepsie was because he failed. Still don't think that town's real. <laughs> the earlier attempt uh, of Paul Giamatti, he actually blew up Wisconsin. And that's where how Lake Superior flowed into Lake Michigan, and now that's actually in Chicago. So that's why he got stuck in the middle of nowhere. This is his last ditch effort to save the world and to not be, not to lose his uh, agent license. Uh, he was going to be kicked out of the Secret Service. This is his last attempt. So this is all he's got. So that's why it means so much for him to to save Lake Superior from becoming a salt water. Lake. Uh, as far as Asian, uh, you know, having an Asian market, I think we, with, with that budget, I'm sure we can get Jackie Chan. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write in an Asian sidekick that also, again, adds that level of that action. You know, we can get a lot of good trailers, I think. I'm gonna write him in as the Asian sidekick, evil Asian sidekick um, for that, for that scene. And to spice up the hardware store. I think we we can write in a scene like a Fifty Shades of Grey hardware scene. They can be talking about the ropes and the hammers and uh, whatever you would do with a plunger. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll 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 work on we'll work on some of the different scenarios that we can spice up the hardware store uh, in that uh, in that sequence. I still like the moped. It's you know it's it's a noir, so it's kind of got that twenties thirties you know the motorcycles of the air not. Not, not as reliable. So, especially out in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere in Poughkeepsie, I, I still want to stick to my moped chase. Uh, but we may have to go with maybe possibly 
a, you know, a couple of Tommy guns, maybe, that they can arm it with, and, you know, for a couple shootouts with the Zeppelin. Alright, so, Kyle, you've received some uh, changes to the script. How's production going? Alright, well, <clears throat> I'm not, not sure I felt with the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff in the hardware store, that's just weird. I got conflicted, I want to put up drywall and masturbate at the same time, and no one really wants to get that kind of confusion in the, in the theater, so just for my own sake, I want to. I don't want to think about Vila that way. So let's just get get that out right away. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's going to make a lot for a lot of awkward trips to Home Depot in the future for me. So I, just for my own selfish reasons, I'm going to get rid of that. But I love that Tommy guns in the moped. So bear with me there, idea. Jessica Alba is not only a clerk but an aspiring, brilliant inventor. Jessica Alba's. Albus? I'm very sure that's how it's pronounced. Okay, whatever. I'm pretty sure with her range and scope, she can convince us she's a very brilliant, like, mechanical engineer type. So, she, like, it appears to be a moped, but it's like Pee Wee Herman's bicycle in that movie that has all kinds of crazy stuff in it. It's got, like, jetpacks and everything. All of a sudden, the, the Vin Diesel, Dwayne the Rock Johnson character, they're, like, the same person, right? Agent Fibonacci. A Agent Fibonacci. Uh, has, has found his cue, but this is a cue he can have sex with. So, well, they won't. Well, maybe we'll do a sex scene. Uh, we'll, we'll film one and we'll find a way to shoehorn it in, at least for trailer bait. You know, have some sexy time. We'll do that. But then uh, to add some more action, we'll use some more of uh, Jessica Alba's inventions, her character. So I said Ronnie eventually. We'll call her Rhonda, and she'll go by Ronnie for short. That way I don't have to really change anything in the script because, you know, that's awkward. So she's this brilliant inventor, but the, she's going to make these really badass hang gliders, and that's how they're going to get to the Zeppelin. And uh, the, the bad guys are going to have jetpacks. So we're going to have Dwayne The Rock Johnson Jessica Alba with these souped-up hang gliders flying in on a tack run in the Zeppelin by being chased by bad guys in jetpacks. Then we got the budget to do like a good four or five minute scene of that. Be pretty cool. That's nothing but trailer bait. People love jetpacks. People love hang gliders because you know that Ewok toy with the hang gliders one of the best sellers ever after Return of the Jedi. So we'll just really capitalize on that. We'll, we'll play on the thing. Brilliant inventor. Agent Fibonacci with Ronnie the inventor. Played by Jessica Alba's. I don't think that's right, but whatever. I'm very sure that's yeah, right. Yeah, just, just like I don't think whatever, Pipsy, is not a real city. I'm pretty sure that isn't. I've never heard of it before, so it can't be real. Because um, I, I know everything. So we'll do that big action scene. Paul Giamatti will have filled his Zeppelin in hydro with hydrogen because he's never watched anything on the History Channel. So we can have a real cool scene where we blow up Paul Giamatti and the Zeppelin at the end. And we'll just use an actual hydrogen Zeppelin that we just light with a match to save on budget. And we'll just blow it up over Lake Michigan so all the, the debris just falls in the water and no harm done. Right. So, there we go. Alright, so, uh, Jacob, so, production's underway. What, what are you gonna do? You guys, this is great. I'm loving it. I, I You've responded well to all my changes. I'm, I'm very happy with the way things are going. Uh, I do have a few little things that I need to add in just to make sure that we're really doing everything that we can to <clears throat> get us all a nice paycheck at the end of the day. Jackie Chan, as it turns out, is very expensive. Uh, I unfortunately cannot afford him for, for this particular piece. However, I do have a nice up-and-coming uh, Korean actor by the name of Byung Hun Lee who worked with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson on G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation. He was Storm Shadow. He was also in the first one. 
So, uh, Dwayne's Dwayne's talked to him and agreed to uh, give him a. He agreed to work for uh, fairly cheap, so we were able to get that and get you know get under budget, <clears throat> but still have a, a really cool Asian badass in our movie. Wonderful. Uh, the other big thing, uh, I figured out a way to get a little bit more money into our budget. We can have an additional thirty million dollars if we are able to uh, work the Mars Corporation's M M&M and M brand into our film in a significant way. Uh, we, we are, however, required to feature standard M&M's, peanut M&M's, pretzel M&M's, and birthday cake M&M's separately throughout the film. So I, I'm going to need to see all of those in separate different locations uh, around the film. Um, and well, we'll just put them in the vending <coughs> machines that have that on the logo everywhere. Absolutely. It'll be a world... That for trucks. some reasons, maybe put it on the trucks. Zeppelin. Maybe trucks, steals yeah. the M&M Zeppelin. Yeah, I don't know. The peanut M and M Zeppelin. I can see it now. I'm not a writer. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make sure. No, that no, we'll just put green screen on everything, so we can just put the logos in wherever. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do, I can, we'll I put, can, yeah. I can get behind that as long as we're not also renting green screens. Well, I mean, we can just get some paint, like paint the side of the moped green. And then we'll just have one of those graphic guys do the green screen stuff. And for some reason, she has a fender made out of an old M&M vending machine on her moped. It's all sure. good. Yeah, I can get behind that. I was thinking maybe for the, the romantic aspects as well, maybe they could like go swimming in the lake together. The like that's going to have all the stuff dropped in it or whatever. Because that would be like fun to see them swimming around and, you know, like... They could have some like goofy romantic puns. Maybe Jessica Alba could like build a boat out of a bench or something if she's going to be like super handy or something. I don't know. I'm not a writer. Just go with it. It's you guys' deal. So that's pretty much all I got. Um, it's looking great. Very happy with this. And uh, if we can work that M&M stuff in, I'll make sure that you guys go home with a little extra in your pockets. Ah, yes. Right. So I'm going to take this movie and put it into our super really good movie machine. It's never made that noise before. All right, so, so I don't know. This movie, you know, is considered by a lot to just be really a standard buddy cop sort of spy parody. You know, with so many of those right now, it doesn't necessarily do anything too over the top. Um, that it, it, it kind of, it's one of those movies where when you see it, you kind of forget about it within like seventy-two hours. You know, people see it, but it kind of fades off into obscurity in the theaters and you know it was kind of cool to see some of these guys again but this was the rock's second buddy cop film parody he's done like within the next last year so there was some yeah there's like like 18 movies a year right so there was a little bit of comparison with that Um, bound to be some overlap there was a little bit of controversy from some people who thought that the environmental message was too preachy you know, a lot same group who were kind of against the movie Happy Feet um, were, you know, they thought like, you know, I want to take my kids to this, but you know, they this liberal agenda is talking about how you need to not drop salt into Lake Michigan. So, but you know, that at least gives you some press. So I won't worry about that. And also, there has been an increase in people searching if Poughkeepsie is a real place. So that doesn't make you any extra money, but it's just funny little trivia. So. Yeah, um, knowing that you you don't really make your money back, like I said, it's um, you make about a good two thirds of it back, but that's about it. Um, so, would you like to make any changes to that? <sighs> I, I I think the tie-ins for the M and M's, if if we can sell that, and we can get more product placement money. Um, I, I'm thinking of reshooting some scenes where. 
Agent Fibonacci is just write the good ones off. Yeah, I'll is is eating M and M's in pretty much every scene. You know, a la you know Ocean's Eleven, where Brad Pitt's eating something in every scene. But he's got different flavors. He's 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 marketing those. So uh, if if we can if we can sell it to the Mars company and get some more product placement money, controversy is good. We can work on linking our movie uh, direct link so everyone that is searching for Poughkeepsie uh, gets redirected to our movie site. So that right there uh, it should bring in some more press. Now as far as, yeah, there's Jessica Alba. I, I'm really seeing again having a much, Alba's having a much stronger finale. Um, when they're having their scene in Lake Superior slash Michigan, uh, she builds a grenade launcher with a surfboard and actually shoots the Zeppelin out of the sky. Can, well, I, can we make them M&M grenades? Uh, they're gonna be filled with, yes, okay. with M&Ms. So as, as they explode, it's gonna be fireworks of M&Ms showering over Chicago. Nice. I, I think that's. I think that will will add to, uh, you know, yeah, kind of a, a more dramatic finale. I I, I kind of like I like changing it up that way. You know, they don't. He doesn't always end up with the girl, but he does end up with a shower of M and M's. So I I think that's where we're gonna have to to go that direction. All right. Uh, so Kyle, if you could yeah. direct it all over again, what uh, would you do? I'm pretty happy with this. I realized through all this filming and all, and we. Wrote and hired that that Korean guy to be a sidekick. We didn't actually put any scenes or film anything with him at all. And that might have been my mistake as director. So we're gonna have to go back. We gotta do a bunch of pickup shoots to actually, like we paid this guy and then he never did anything. So, but it's very limited time. We can't get everyone back for the reshoot. So we gotta be kind of creative with this. We're gonna take footage from uh, <laughs> from other Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies of him fighting and have the, our Korean guy fight Dwayne Rock Johnson, but it's like, we'll take, no problem we take clips from playing. like the rundown and stuff like that, and just Dwayne the Rock Johnson fighting, and so we have some fight scenes, because uh, we'll have the Korean guy be like Paul Giamatti's character's sidekick, like evil enforcer, the Darth Vader to Paul Giamatti's Palpatine, if you will. And we'll go with that, because otherwise this guy, you know, his name will be in the credits. We're like, was he even in the movie? But so he gotta... escapes. He escapes the final. Oh yeah, so we're getting... see, with the jetpack. He he escapes off the zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, because we got one on sequel. Set we gotta have a sequel franchise potentially that will probably never happen unless unless we can get you know Reese's Pieces to to sponsor the next one. They don't work cheap, so yeah, I know. No one messes with Reese's. Uh, anyway, so we got it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with all the product placement we put in. You know, like. The peanut one M&M Zeppelin of death was pretty great. Um, it does kind of look like a peanut M&M. It does. So, and you know, when that's flying over Chicago, everyone knows that something bad or delicious is going to happen. And that's really the experience you have anytime you eat M&Ms. So, there we go. All right. And Jacob, uh, is there any changes you'd like to make? Try to make some more money on this movie? Yeah, friends. Uh, I got some bad news. Uh, we've been lied to this whole time the reason that Jessica Alba's told me it was pronounced Jessica Alba's is because she is in fact a Jessica Alba impersonator <laughs> and unfortunately her depiction of this character Ronnie in this film has led to a defamation of character lawsuit from the actual Jessica Alba <laughs> so we're in a lot of trouble 
Damn it. I'm, uh, I'm working on it, but uh, it's, I, I, I got to tell you, it's not looking good. Can we pay her off in M&M's? I mean, she's a she's little bit bigger these days, but I don't know if that's going to work. She does still have, like, some class. I don't know if she'll take M&M's. No, she's into all that natural, you know, uh, products. I don't know. I don't know. M&M's ain't natural? I don't want to live in a world where M&M's ain't natural. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. But, organic, um, organic M&M's. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to have to cut, you know, probably about a, a third of our budget for marketing right now because this is, this is a big one. Poop. Stupid Jessica Albas. Uh, anything else? Uh, last I heard, Jessica Albas was uh, over the border in Mexico, and it's going to be pretty hard to track her down there. So uh, I think I'm going to hop on a plane and see if see if anyone at my local Home Depot will be a mercenary. <laughs> All right. Um, that, I, I can't afford Blackwater, guys. We're in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we will end with our patron saint, Guy Fieri. Uh, with this, what's his name again? <laughs> Guy Fieri. <laughs> Is he Italian now? No, we already have problems. Make sure it's not a Guy Fieri impersonator. We get sued again. Okay. Guy Fieri's. <laughs> oh, okay. I've looked this up again, and now we have an actual quote from Guy Fieri. Oh, great! Excellent. <laughs> They make porkita that you won't forgita. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Is that porchetta? <laughs> probably. Porchetta, yeah. you won't forget a. Is yeah, that supposed to be the quote? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Again, it's still pretty funny.